Hey everybody, and I'm just glad to uh, be able to come today and share what the Lord has put on my heart. Um, we've had a little bit of trouble with our live stream uh, recently, and so I'm going to kind of just go back over and recap um, what uh, the Lord spoke to me um, a couple of weeks ago and share that with you guys, those of you that have been joining us online. Um, so that you're not missing out on what the Lord is saying to open door. Uh, today I want to talk to you guys about having a heart for revelation. Um, and I want to start off by reading a scripture to you. Um, it's in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and starting in verse 4. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words with which I command you today shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontless between your eyes, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gate. Um, I want to talk to you guys today about having a heart for revelation because I feel like that, especially right now, um, it's really easy for us to um, kind of get caught up in what's going on around us, what's going on in the world. And if we really meditate on this scripture, and if we're really writing this on our hearts, then I believe that God can transform us and change us. And so I just want to share with you guys just for a few minutes about um, just revelation that's come to me in my life. In 2004, I had a revelation of truth. Um, I had always, you know, had grown up in church, had always really known the Lord from a young age. Um, I say known the Lord, but it was more like I knew about Him. And in 2004, um, the eyes of my heart were actually opened. Um, I feel like the eyes of my heart were opened to know him um, in a deeper way. And I believe that um, this is so powerful for us now because I know that a lot of times we know about God. We, you know, we, we know of him. We know the things that he's done, the stories that we've heard and read. Um, but I believe there's a difference in knowing about him and then really encountering him and having a revelation of who he is. And so in 2004, I um, just kind of had gotten to this point where I just wanted to know him more. Um, I felt very powerless. I felt very weak. Um, I believed in God. I believed what he said was true. Um that every time that I heard someone talking about, you know, um, an encounter they had had or how their life had been transformed, um, I always was wondering, what is going on with me? Why, you know, why do I not feel the same way? Why am I not experiencing him this way? Um, so I was just powerless and I felt very weak. Um, and I feel like that sometimes we allow that to... Uh, to bring shame into our lives because we think, well, why am I not, you know, why am I not experiencing God the way that this person next to me is or the, a friend or a family member or whoever it is? Um, and I, I want to encourage you guys today to know 
that if you have a desire within your heart to know him more, if you have a desire to uh, grow closer to him, um, if you come to him with a surrendered heart, that's all it takes. It's simply having this desire to know him and to have relationship with him, um, to, to, to be more than just a surface-level knowledge of who he is. And so during that time in my life, I kind of just got to this point where I came before the Lord and I said, God, just help me to let you know, help me to know you more. Help me to um, surrender to you fully so that I can experience you more than what I have already. Um, and he, he gave me this crazy encounter with him. Um, it was just this supernatural encounter. I don't know how to explain it to you. Um, and a lot of times whenever people share things like that, it kind of seems a little bit uh, awkward or weird or people say stuff like that and you're like, what are they talking about? But I, I honestly can't explain it to you any other way than this. It was that I had opened the Word of God and I had asked Him to help me grow deeper in, who, in knowing who He was. And he gave me this revelation of truth um, when I was reading in Ephesians chapter 1. Um, and it talks about the eyes of your heart being enlightened to know who he is. And there was this moment where lightning just wrapped around the words that I was reading in my Bible. And there was this manifestation of his power. And I was changed. I mean, it was this thing where I understood that there was more to God than what I could ever even imagine. And um, it is my heart for you guys. It is my heart that every single person would come to know him this way, that they would know that there's more to him than what we even can imagine. And so I had that revelation that day, um, but it was more than just this supernatural thing. It was a revelation that God saw me right where I was, and then he spoke to me. Um, and it wasn't through someone else. It wasn't through, you know, um, a sermon. It wasn't through a church service. It was just me and God, and he spoke to me. And it was this revelation of truth to me that the Lord saw me and that he had a desire to know me and for me to know him. And so my heart had been just open to receive that that day. And I want to talk to you guys just a few minutes about why we allow ourselves to stay in a place of just being satisfied with um, our experience of God currently. Um, you know, why are we just satisfied to stay where we're at in our journey? Um, we think that we're, we're good, we don't really need to change anything, um, we don't really need to go deeper with the Lord, and I believe that this is a reality of living with a closed heart, um, and I share that with you guys, and I say that because I believe that for many years I was living this, this way, that I had this um, idea of who God was, but it was so completely far from what he really is. Um, and so I want to read uh, Matthew chapter 13 to you guys, um, starting with verse 12, because um, I want to talk to you 
guys about having a closed heart uh, really quickly. So it's Matthew uh, 13 is where we're going to be at if you're wanting to open your Bibles and read along with me. And it says, starting in verse 12, it says, and I'm reading the Passion Translation here, it says, For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. And that's why I teach the people using parables, because they think they're looking for truth, yet because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. They look and pretend to see, but the eyes of their hearts are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive, and their ears are plugged and are hard of hearing. And they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see and open their ears to hear and open their minds to understand. Then they would turn to me and let me instantly heal them. But your eyes are privileged, for they see. Delighted are your ears, for they are open to hear all things. Many prophets and godly people in times past yearned to see these days of miracles that you've been favored to see. They would have given everything to hear the revelation you've been favored to hear. Yet they didn't get to see as much as a glimpse or even hear a whisper. Now you are ready to listen to the revelation of truth. So I read that to you guys because when I read Matthew 13, I felt like that it really summed up the two pictures of what I see happening right now currently with believers. Some of us are, um, we have this knowledge of God, a surface level knowledge of God, um, but that's really all it is. That's as far as it's went. Um, And in that situation, if you find yourself there today, I want to encourage you to come before the Lord and ask Him to open the eyes of your heart, to know Him more, because truth, real truth that's revealed to us changes us. It transforms us. We see it in our life. We see it in the way we live daily, that our life is transformed, that the way that we we react and respond is differently than what it was, you know, last week, last month, a year ago, if we're being transformed by truth. Um, And so I think that it should do something in us to recognize what Jesus has made possible for us, that truth can be revealed to us, that he speaks and we hear him um, so plainly. And so I want to give you guys just three really quick um, quick uh, things that I feel like are significant um, when we're trying to make sure that we're living uh, with a heart open to receive revelation. And these are three ways that I have found are significant in my life. And so I want to share them with you guys. Um, And they are, we cannot receive revelation of truth without the Holy Spirit abiding in love and prayer. Um, So talking about the Holy Spirit, when we look at the Old Testament and we look back at the prophets in the Old Testament, every single time that they were hearing from the Lord, every single time that they were um, receiving revelation from the Lord, um, it talks about how um, the Spirit of the living God was upon them. 
And when Jesus came, he was walking constantly in the Spirit. And James talked to us about this um, in a sermon previously about when the Spirit descended upon Jesus, it never left him. It never lifted from him. It stayed with him. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 12 says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. Uh, verse 13 says, And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. But the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ? Whenever we're walking in the Spirit, when we are allowing the Holy Spirit to speak truth to us, we're allowing him to show us the way that we should go. We're allowing him to tell us the things that um, we should do. And it's not from a place of us trying to make decisions on our own apart from God. It's us walking in sync with him and allowing his truth to be um, revealed in our life. And so I want to encourage you guys uh, to continue to ask the Holy Spirit to be in control of you daily. Um, sometimes whenever we uh, when we get up, we have this habit of just getting up and uh, immediately thinking about what we want to do for the day, what we think is best. And I want to encourage you guys to ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to uh, walk today? Uh, speak truth to me today. Um, ask the Holy Spirit to be in control of you. Um, the next one is abiding in love. And I want to read from you First uh, Peter chapter 3 verses 8 through 12, and it says, Finally, all of you, be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. A heart for revelation will be marked by a life drenched in love. Verse 12 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. As we walk in love, we reflect Jesus. Revelation comes to our hearts. The closer we walk with him, we have the mind of Christ as we walk in love toward others daily. And truth will be revealed to us as we build others up. How can we expect to speak truth and love to other people if we're not abiding in love? How can we expect God to reveal truth to us for other people if we're not living in a place that is drenched with the love of Jesus? We won't. It's that plain and simple. We won't. We will have our own ideas. We will have our own judgments come in as we look at other people, as we're looking at situations. And so I want to encourage you guys 
to live in a place that is from walking in love for others, that is abiding in the love that Christ has for other people. Revelation will come to your heart. Um, He will change the way you think about people. He'll change the way we react to people. Um, He will give us direction on what we we should say or what we should do when it comes to loving other people. And the last part I want to share with you is prayer. Um, and I want to I want to say something to you guys. Um, I used this example um, on Sunday, and it's talking about you can know someone or know something about someone, but the details come from time spent with them. It's really easy for me to know. Uh, that James likes ice cream. There's a lot of you that are uh, that are joining online and listening to this. You know this about James. It's one of his favorite things. But to know, it's easy for you to know that because you've heard him say that or you've heard someone else say that or you're hearing that right now from me. But you only know what his favorite ice cream is or what someone's favorite thing is from time spent with them. Um, from sharing life with them. And um, that's what prayer does for our relationship with God. It's us sharing life with God. It's us talking with Him. It's us speaking to Him and Him speaking to us. It's not just about us um, coming to Him and saying, Lord, this is what I need from You, or God, help me with this. Those are things that are good. Those are things that we do when we pray. But a life of prayer should look like a conversation had between two friends because that's what God wants from us. He wants to know us intimately and for us to know Him. Um, And so we become so close to Him through constant prayer that we begin to hear Him in ways that we never have before. We understand scriptures in way we never, in ways we never have before. That's exactly what happened to me when I was talking to you guys earlier. I opened up the Word of God, and He revealed truth to me in ways I never had it even, I I never even knew was possible. And so this comes through prayer. It comes from seeking the Lord and saying, God, help me to know You. Help me to walk so closely with You that I know You in ways I never have before. Um, When we do this, our hearts are open. They're open before God, and we long for more of Him. Jesus modeled a life of prayer to us. He was constantly going to the Father to hear what He would have Him do um, or where He should go. Uh, We're called to follow His example. As uh, Christians, as disciples of Christ, we are called to follow His example. We're called to live as he lived. Um, and that means we pray. It's that simple, you guys. We pray. We ask him. And um, just to share a few scriptures with you guys where it um, talks in the word about Christ um, in prayer. Um, Mark 6, verse 46. It's after um, the multiplication of loaves. It says, and after he'd taken leave of them, um, he went into the hills to pray. Um then Luke chapter 6, verse 12, immediately before choosing the disciples, um, it says that he, in these days, he went uh, to pray, and all night he continued in prayer. Uh, Luke 9, 18, before Peter's profession of faith, um, that Jesus is the Christ, 
And it says, now it happened that he was praying alone and the disciples were with him. And he asked them, who do the people say that I am? In Luke 9, 28, um, immediately before the transfiguration, now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter, John, and James, and he went up on a mountain to pray. Um, and in Luke 11, 1, before teaching the Our Father, he was praying in a certain place, and when he ceased, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And then before the crucifixion in the Garden of Gethsemane, that's in Matthew 26, in Mark 14 and Luke 22, he's praying before he goes to the cross and the disciples are there with him. And in all of these instances, we see that it's recorded by his disciples that they watched what he did and then they followed. True revelation is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's in the details of the life he lived and it's in us following him and obeying what he says to do and living our lives out as an example of what he told us in his word and what he gives us through revelation that comes to our hearts. That's how we're changed. That's how our lives are transformed for the kingdom. And that's how lives of other people around us are transformed. It's in the details of his death and resurrection. It's in the details of the way that he lived while he was here on the earth. And then it's in the details of what happened after he ascended into heaven. The details of the disciples' lives that they lived. They lived in a way that reflected Jesus. The greatest revelation that you'll ever receive is the full weight of what it means to be the dwelling place of God. It changes everything. It's time for believers to open their hearts to dwell on what this looks like for us every day. And I just want to share with you guys one more scripture before we're done. It's, uh, it's going to be in uh, Colossians 1.28. And this just, uh, it changed me, you guys, when I read it. Um, it spoke to me, and I want to share it with you guys. It says, Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion and ministry to labor with tireless intensity, with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus. I pray that this would be truth in your lives. And I'm just going to pray really quickly, you guys, um, before we're done, that every person that's listening to this message would have a, a heart for revelation to know Jesus more. Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you for your truth. We say, have your way in us. Lord, I pray that the hearts, God, of people would be opened, that they would be teachable, God, and that, Father, we would be changed, and that, Lord, your truth would come to us, and that, God, we could share this truth with others as you reveal it to us. I thank you and ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. I love you guys. Have a great week.